0: It didn't take much more than a bottle and two chairs to make a speakeasy. This is what Daniel Okrent said in his book, Last Call, The Rise and Fall of Prohibition. Today, join us for some stories. Get your own bottle, glass, mug, and relax. This is Speakeasily, and I'm your host, Krista Stauffer. But the man talked two hours to my students about self-taping and auditioning, and it's like, really... The only connection we have is that we both once went to Otterbein Theater, but that's what this weird family is like. It's great.
1: Th- that's a good description of Otterbein. Otterbein okay. University, a weird family. I'll, is- I'll take that. That's okay. <laughs> that's going to be on you know, brochures next yeah, year. Get- I, I really think we've hit upon something here. This is
2: very good.
0: <laughs> I mean, who needs a mission statement when you've got that? <laughs> you know, when
2: you're that honest, I don't know, you might attract some people at that. It's, oh, I need a weird family. So. Well,
1: it is, there is something about this place that you, I'm sure you know, that is, uh, we sort of take people as they are, right? There, There is not a cookie cutter, sort of, you have to be this way to be at Otterbein. It is all types, and that's, I think, a strength.
0: Absolutely. Hmm. Sorry, copying
1: up. <laughs> okay, I've got to get used to the I speak and then I see myself speak two seconds later thing. I'm, I'm still getting used to that, but that's all right.
0: You know, it's, it's such a weird environment. We're we're very excited for this to be done so that it's not staring at a screen, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to figure out like, no. oh, you're there, but you're there, but you're there, but you're there. And yeah. I don't know which one to look at, so it's, yeah.
1: I, I think it would be an interesting study, and I'm sure someone's done this, like on Zoom or whatever, How much time people spend looking at the other person and how much they spend looking at their video of themselves and being like, is that what my hair really looks like and what, you know, like, I bet people spend more time looking at themselves.
0: I think they do. Um, It's when I do, I teach private lessons over Zoom now. So I've said, okay, I'm going to shut off my camera because I know that I don't want them looking at me and I want them to focus. And one student was like, I need you on because otherwise I'm just not paying any attention to anything but myself. So I need <laughs> something else there.
1: <laughs> it's very- yeah, That's probably wise.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you have been at Otterbein for, is it been two years, year and a half?
1: Uh, I, I am a rising junior. And so <laughs> I, I just crossed the two year, two year mark. I, I, okay. I may get to graduate someday. I don't know. It's gonna take a know. while though.
0: Yeah, it's okay. you know, you can take your time.
1: It's fine. Well, I mean, so far so good. Yeah. I I I had such a good time at college that, honest to God, someone said to me, "You can get paid to stay in college for the rest of your life," and I was like, "Shut up! <laughs> How do you do that?" And so here we are. I'm still in college. Academia, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Seriously, it's awesome. The only problem is I keep getting older, and the students are keep getting you know younger. It, it is just good. you know i remember being shocked when they were born in 1990 and now they're born in 2002 or i mean like it's just painful right yeah. every yeah. year they cross it's like oh my god i, yeah. I mean yeah.
2: i'm now i could be their parent and it's uh-huh. just depressing
0: ben and i just we we are on our milestone over the hill year so um
2: i'm already over the hill you're about to be i've got over eight, the hill, eight
0: days so. nine, day, nine days nine days Yeah. Yeehaw. yeah
1: You've got to do something crazy in the next eight days. Go go skydiving or do something no. to, to
2: declare no. that. No? Hard to wear a mask while skydiving, I yeah. imagine. So, Actually, I, I think know. it would be
0: easier. Eh, maybe. Well, the scream, the outward scream is going to push the mask away. Yeah. So I think it would balance the...
2: Yeah, I could see I'm also
0: that. deathly afraid of heights, so I'm not going to do that. But, <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm going to bet you're naturally socially distanced when you're skydiving, I would say. Well, that's yeah. true. That's yeah. what I did for my... For my 21st birthday is I took a bunch of friends and we went skydiving because I That's thought, you know, I, I mean, every idiot goes out to a bar when they turn 21. Let's do something more <laughs> yeah. interesting than that. And so we, we all went skydiving. It was great. I haven't done it since, but it was great. Did yeah. you do it again? Oh, absolutely. Really? Yeah, it was fun. And you're not yeah. afraid?
0: No height like,
1: I I guess not especially. It was in a little prop plane where you went up three at a time. And so we had to do multiple trips to get all everybody through. Right. And they had a strut underneath the wing that literally you leaned out and put your hands on two red things. And then they pushed your butt out the plane uh-uh. and you held on like Superman, sort oh of flying God. along in the air until they said, let go. And you just let go <laughs> and sort of fell backwards.
2: It was, it was ridiculous, but uh-uh. it was great. That sounds cool.
0: <laughs> I struggled at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> like, yeah. my husband kept, hey, take my picture, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to murder you when you die in the Grand Canyon, like, yeah.
2: So you didn't do did, the did walk he like, on the thing? No. no? No?
0: No. Have you done See, that?
2: The, 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 the glass? Oh, I side? haven't done that. Uh. Really
1: I, haven't been, I, I was out there once when I was, you know, on some family trip as a teenager, but I, I haven't good. been back there since they built that fanciness. It was just a big hole in the ground when I was there. <laughs> It hasn't changed
2: that much, but I mean... It's still
0: a big hole. Yes. Um, It's good. Yeah. There was actually a... uh, Somebody had listed people's reviews on Yelp of national parks. Have you seen that? Mm -hmm. Where people have given it like one star. It's just a hole in the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Like Yosemite (laughs) is... Just a big rock.
1: Yeah it's, a big rock. <laughs> like, yeah. it's water falling over a cliff at Niagara right. Falls. A Who cares? Yes. I mean this is Do yeah, whatever. Cool. Yeah. Like
0: this Sequoia yeah. national Forest. Yeah. Too many trees. <laughs> Too many bugs. trees. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's right. Blocking my view. It's ridiculous. I can't see anything. So my parents were both uh, professors and so they had their summers free and, and they would throw us in the car and we would camp in national parks nice. for like a month every summer. Okay. And I hated it as a kid. Did I really? hated it. It was terrible. Oh. And, and so what do I do to my kids now? We, like a few <laughs> years ago, rented an RV and went and did okay. the national parks out west. This is like a, you've got to introduce your kids to national parks. It's a rule. Yeah. Yes. Did, yeah. you,
0: did you camp camp or did you RV camp?
1: So, uh, I RV camped with our kids. My, my parents, when I was a kid, we camped like tent camped. Yeah. But yep. uh, there was no way my wife was tent camping. Nor, nor frankly, would I. Yeah. I. I shouldn't throw her under the bus like <laughs> that. Like <laughs> RV camping, I mean, you got a shower, you got a queen size bed. It, gotcha. It's pretty posh for camping. It's fine. You yeah.
0: should try that. We, I grew up in Denver, so we camped. I mean, that was part of growing up. And I loved it then, but, you know, my dad was a Boy Scout, and he grew up in the mountains, and he knew what to do, and, you know.
2: I think if you live in Colorado, you're obliged to camp. I think that's However, However,
0: and you've met my mother, mom taught at Otterbein in the music department for several years.
2: Um, Oh, you know that.
0: Cool. Yeah, much before your time, but I found out in adulthood, she despised camping. She hated every trip we went on, Uh, Uh so it's like well you did a really good job of hiding it mom congratulations <laughs> but yeah it was the, same the thing truth over.
1: finally comes out yes yeah. it, it is occasionally you get some story from your childhood and you bring it up that whatever happened and your parents have this totally different memory and different perception like <laughs> you remember what that didn't happen and that's not what that was about and that person yeah. never said that so i'm convinced all of our childhood memories are just constructions you know to talk to <laughs> about or whatever i don't know
0: yeah yeah it did did your parents know
2: at the time that
1: you didn't like camping like, i I'll be honest, I was a difficult especially especially a teenager, and so okay. it wasn't the camping. it was the fact I was stuck with my family which <laughs> which I love my family very much. It was just that teenager want to be independent phase, and so it yeah, wasn't right. it was just as opposed to being with my friends over the summer, I was stuck in the back of a conversion van driving for thousands of miles to whatever yeah. national park, and I just didn't want to do that
0: right. Right. And there were, I mean, there wasn't technology then. So you had probably books. Mm. And I was, like, I, had a,
1: I had a Walkman. Oh, I had was, a Walkman. It, was, it was very fancy. And I would cruise for radio stations in the back. Yeah. And if you're out west, good luck in no. certain parts <laughs> of the trip. Yeah. And I did have a tape uh, that I would play over and over and over. And may I just brag and say, I had Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling.
2: Nice. It was, it was nice. amazing. Yeah. And so, great album. So now every time you start a road trip, pop in the Lionel Richie yeah. and just jam. Yeah. yeah. Did
0: you have Well, how do you? I,
1: I was not that I I got to that in college where you could get a CD and you could yeah. tape songs a certain and I I did that for a couple of girlfriends in the very okay. cheese ball I think everyone yeah. had to do that for their girlfriends and mm-hmm. you know back when that was a thing. Yep. But uh not not before that. I wasn't that. I didn't I didn't have the two tape deck boombox that would have been required
0: because I did it off the radio, you know, you would hear the oh, announcer yeah. say like, and coming up next, Speed Speedwagon can't fight this feeling. So I just sit there, like, okay, it's coming, it's coming. Two more commercials. That's coming. Yeah, and just tape the song from the radio.
2: See what I would do is I would actually play the DJ and I would actually talk into a microphone and and be like, all right, up next we've got Lionel Richie dancing on the ceiling, and I'd start the thing. You're such a nerd. I know. And now this. (laughs) But then the DJ.
1: (laughs) The DJ would talk over the beginning or the end of the song and ruin the recording. I tried this too. Just never quite
2: worked
0: out. Yeah. It never did.
1: Yeah. But I. Our. our Kids today have no idea of the struggle. No. I, I mean, just you can say Alexa, play this song, and just magically yeah. it happens. Yeah, it just
2: goes.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, do you guys have an Alexa? Have
1: you done that? Oh, we're, we have Alexas like in almost every room, and you we really? do. Uh, uh, we do announcements. Come down to dinner. We I listen to <laughs> music when I'm cleaning up. I, I mean, like, yeah, we're do all lighting everything I, I, hooked up to Alexa. Uh, now we're not quite that fancy, but I, yeah. I do. I, I'm a, I'm sort of a geek too, so I do the the daily briefing and NPR. So I can get my news. I play nice. Jeopardy on it. You know what's like nice. Nice. I'm, I'm sure that Jeff Bezos is listening into our conversation, <laughs> yes, yes.
2: but we are boring people. And so I don't really care. That's fine. That's fine. Whatever you can listen and picture him in his massive office, sitting there, listening to your conversations, yeah. your jeopardy games and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and he listens yeah. to my
0: podcast, I'm sure. So he'll, you know, he'll hear
1: it. I, I'm sure. Well, and our personal FBI agent is watching anything anyway. So <laughs> no, just Don't, don't do anything interesting and it'll be fine. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we'll
1: be good. <laughs> right now.
0: Where did you go to college, like your undergrad?
1: So I went to Western Illinois University.
0: Is that where you're from, is Illinois?
1: Yeah, my parents taught at Eastern Illinois. Okay. And so I got probably a deal like you guys to, uh-huh. that my parents taught at one state school. And so I got uh, free tuition to a set of other state schools. Okay. And so I didn't even really look around that much. I just knew I wasn't going where my parents taught because, exactly. as we've already established, I yep. wanted to get out of Dodge. <laughs> and so I got to the. Uh, they taught at Eastern. I went to the other side of the state to Western. There yeah.
0: you go. This is a random question. Get out of Dodge. Is that an actual place? Is it oh, yeah. Dodge, Kansas? does that sound
1: right i don't know if it's kansas i know it's like i associate it with westerns and like uh you know the bad guys are coming you
2: better get out of dodge i think kansas is right yeah dodge dodge city something i I can't remember exactly what it is i'm sure there's somebody listening right now going it's this you idiot um yeah yeah, but i it's there was a western town and like the whole get get out out of Dodge. Dodge. you better get out of dodge feel
0: like oklahoma or kansas yeah and that was when we did road trips as a kid we would save our best book for kansas because that's the longest. It's a it's long beautiful terrible state. Long.
2: <laughs> no.
1: yes.
0: Sorry, Kans-ites, Kans- K- Kansas Kansites,
2: there, Kansas
1: Kansas. Kansas? There's not much past Lawrence. I got my doctorate at Lawrence. And oh. then there's a whole bunch of nothing in the middle of uh there's Russell, Kansas, home of Bob Dole. There's big signs. <laughs> and then I know you get to the end of Kansas and you're in Colorado, and usually where you're going is Colorado, right? Yeah. And so you're like, "Yay, we're in Colorado! It's just three more hours of Kansas before you yeah. see a mountain. It's Colorado's border. You haven't done anything yet."
2: Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. That was that was a long trip, <laughs> very long. Earlier trip. this
2: year, I drove to Iowa, and it was it was shockingly boring to get out to Iowa, and yeah. I haven't gone, I haven't driven farther west, but I need to do that. You
0: should.
2: Yeah. So right.
1: how did you end up at Otterbein? So I, uh, I was always aware of Otterbein and its great reputation. Yeah. And uh, they had a headhunter looking for a new president. So I got a phone call. I, I was president at my last place. And I think if you're a president who is... Uh, doing a decent job and hasn't been fired. You're, you're all, they're always looking for the next thing for you. <laughs> and honestly, it was a much, as much about the family as anything that we wanted yeah. to be in a place that had you know great schools and lots of activities. And frankly, you look at Westerville, Ohio, and you think, okay, what's not to love about this? It mm-hmm. is a safe, quaint suburban, you know, quiet, peaceful village, as we say at Otterbein, right? Yeah, it's be in my um,
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Right,
1: exactly. And then uh, you are. I, I mean, we're. F- five, 10 minutes from Polaris, 10 yeah. minutes from Easton. I mean, I, I can, I, I never thought I'd live within 10 minutes of a Cheesecake Factory, much less two. And two. so holy cow, <laughs> you, can, you can really do anything you want here.
0: Yeah. Now how many places have your, cause you have two kids, three kids? Three kids. Three kids, okay. And how many places have they lived throughout life?
1: So they were all born in Missouri. Okay. I worked for eight years at Westminster College in Missouri uh, where Winston Churchill gave the Iron Curtain address. So if you would, uh-huh. if you would like to talk Winston Churchill, I happen to have become as a <laughs> result of working there. Um, we'll
2: then Richard I back be, <laughs> well, yeah, he has
1: all sorts of great quotes. So he he's very quotable. It can be good. Yeah. Um, the then uh, five years as president of Blackburn College in Illinois, and then uh, now I'm on the beginning a year or three here. And so they they've made a couple of moves. But yeah. the, I had to swear on a stack of Bibles when we moved here. Okay. that we would not move again until the kids were all out of the house. And okay. so I'm here for quite a while. Yeah. No pressure. I have to keep this job because totally. no one's moving again. Nope.
0: <laughs> so don't get fired.
1: <laughs> I'm trying. Doing the best I can.
0: How is it uh, being the president during a a pandemic? You know?
1: It's really boring. There's not really anything going on. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it, it's... Um, Uh, You have to reinvent everything that you do. And and we're not alone in that. Most every business is like that. But everything from the way the dining hall works to how many students can you have in a class to how you're delivering those classes to residence halls. And so everything we do, it has to be different. And then add to that that the guidance changes every week. Mm-hmm. And that's nobody's fault. I mean, the, the situation keeps changing. And so the health department or whoever has given us new guidance, then we have to adapt and adapt. And in the meantime, you've got students worried about this and faculty members worried about that and parents yeah. worried about this other thing. And then you have to figure out how to pay the bills because all this costs money and uh-huh. is affecting enrollment and everything else. And so it's a, it's a challenging time, but we're lucky to have great people here and we're we're yeah. hanging together so far. Yeah. Do
0: you? I mean, you probably have had plan A, and then that switches, and then plan B, and then that switches, and is it still like that? When are you guys supposed to start students coming in?
1: So we're supposed to start moving on the 15th, and then classes start on the 24th, and so you have wow. some orientation and things like yeah. that. We're phasing and move in, so you don't have a You don't want a big move-in day where everyone shows up all at once right that would be bad so you got to phase in move-in days over a while and so um i don't know what plan we're on at this point you know (laughs) 17.4 i I don't know and and and, uh as i keep saying you know most of our plans will probably never actually happen Uh, (laughs) but you got to keep up with it and you got to have contingencies and you got to have best case and worst case and uh, everything else under the sun. And mm-hmm. so it, it's, it's, it's an interesting time. Uh, on the other hand, I, I won't lie, there's something that's a little fun about it because universities are not known for making decisions quickly, right? We're, we're very slow, plodding, yeah. methodical places. We do more in a week than we typically do in a year. I mean, just the number of decisions and accomplishments and you end your day tired, but like we got some stuff done today yeah. and that's yeah. all right.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How was it during um, the super fun day in March when everything was starting to shut down? How stressful was
1: that? Uh, Well, it was stressful, especially because uh, Otterbein was under a cyber attack at the same time. And so we were in the middle of that when the governor called all the presidents and said, we'd like you to go to remote classes. And so we were literally trying to reestablish our networks and email at the same time we're trying to get. remote classes. Uh And so I think it was the two biggest crises of my career Uh in the same week, like on the same day. And so Uh I don't think anyone did much sleeping and we all made it through. Uh And I'm really proud that actually, despite all that, we were online with our classes faster than a lot of schools because Uh our faculty and our students adapted quickly and we made it happen. And the
0: bourbon was amazing, right? (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was a little while later, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Occasionally when you get home, you do need a a little beverage and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. I get
0: it. I smell.
1: see you've got you've got a big glass of something already this morning. The, the lid on it, I, we can't be sure what's in there.
0: Yeah, it's uh it's rum. Big old thing of rum.
1: <laughs> just um, straight. Straight rum. rum. Wow.
0: From an appropriate
1: morning drink, I would think. <laughs> yeah, Tequila yeah. is more of an evening thing.
0: I yeah. feel I feel like you need to switch to different stuff as the day. You know, since I'm teaching children today, should go fine. No.
2: It's the amber. Liquid. You found Before. your ways to manage. That's all right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are kids, after
2: all.
0: <laughs> so, what is your um, what's your favorite place or thing on campus right now? I mean, not right now because nobody's there. Thank- but yeah.
1: So, okay, I'll give you a right now,
0: okay. because,
1: you know, in March, we sent everybody home to remote classes, and then campus has been largely empty since then. Yeah, The grass is growing where the sidewalks meet. Those okay. corners where yeah. everyone usually cuts the corner and steps on the grass, where there's uh-huh. usually just dirt there, there's yeah. suddenly well, okay. grass appearing, huh. which is actually depressing because I'm like, that means there haven't been people no, walking you're. here for yeah. too long. And so we, we really need to get back to trotting on the corners of the yeah. sidewalks. Right. Yeah. Um, I I mean, there's lots of cool spaces around here. I I sort of um, get a kick out of walking now into the Reich, because yeah. seeing the Reich converted for the presidential debate into a uh-huh. really unrecognizable space, and mm-hmm. then standing in it now as a basketball arena and going, oh yeah, like none of this was here and it was right. a totally it's, it just brings back that sort of transformation that memory. Yeah, um, how
0: was the debate? Because you were right in smack in the middle of all of that. Did
1: you? We had a, we. It was. Uh, Yeah. So um, that October was was just craziness, but all in good ways. We were lucky to have CNN, right? CNN is in charge of the debate. They show up. They do this all the time. So they're like, okay, everybody, here's what we're doing. And they told us what to do. And they told, you know, our security people, what they just sort of knew they were professionals. And so it's not like we were having to make this all up from scratch. And It was just amazing to see, frankly, what money can do, because CNN comes in with uh, 10 tractor trailers full of staging and rigging and totally transforms a building in four days. And then it's all gone in 24 hours after that. Um, And, you know, well, we didn't have uh, enough dressing rooms. So CNN, that's fine. We'll get, we remember we had uh, 12 candidates. It was the biggest debate ever uh, in the history of the country, 12 candidates on stage. We didn't have enough dressing rooms. So CNN says, that's fine. We'll just go get 12 matching RVs. And that way they all have matching dressing rooms. Like, boom, done. And like, just Uh, what they could pull off was wild. Um, But it was very cool to be in the middle of uh, that moment and to have you know, I, they, they they were very nice and they gave me and my wife, I guess, is the host front row seats and whatever. And so like, hey, there's Joe Biden and there's Bill yeah. Harris and Elizabeth Warren. And like, this is happening. This is real. Yeah.
0: That's cool. How did they, I should know this, but how did they select Otterbein? What was the, the decision behind that?
1: Did so you this is sort of
0: like, f- Otterbein, hey, you win.
1: <laughs> no, it's funny. So they, we got, we got an obscure phone call uh, actually from another network first, because the network's bid for the right to broadcast, okay. uh, saying that they they had a political event they needed to host. Could they look at our facilities? <laughs> and I, I remember I had a staff member who mentioned this
0: mm-hmm.
1: and said, and, and we looked at the calendar and it looks like we have a home volleyball game, so we're not sure this is going to work out. And I said, and what are the dates? And they said, the, you know, October 15th, whatever it was. And I said, it's got to be a debate.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I, volleyball can delay their game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Call them back. Like, right. let's let's see if we can pull this <laughs> off. Uh and, and so uh they came they they never said the word debate. Mm. Um they came with a group of 30 people from oh, CNN. Okay. Uh lighting designers and producers and all these people that do this and they looked at all of our facilities and oh. we had lunch with them all and we and and again okay. at that point it was sort of obvious because they said like we need 10 equal sized dressing rooms. <laughs> well, okay, what what could this possibly be then that requires 10 exactly equal dressing rooms, right? Mm-hmm. So it was sort of obvious what it was, but we they never mentioned anything specific until we had a confidentiality agreement. And then wow. we didn't announce the debate until like four weeks before it happened. Like it all happened very quickly. Yeah, hmm. that's
0: crazy.
1: The coolest part was our students um, got to participate in making all this happen. And so yeah. Our communication students were all working with CNN and Wolf Blitzer is they were giving all of our students advice. Oh, wow. Our students delivered gift baskets to all the candidates and got to meet them, uh, and you'll appreciate this. The coolest thing I saw was the day before the debate, CNN needed to sort of get the lighting right and the blocking and the timing right, and so they needed stand-ins for yep. the candidates. And so naturally, our theater students were the stand-ins for the candidates. So you had a student there with a sign around their neck that said Cory Booker or whoever they were supposed to be. (laughs) And they're behind the podium. And then to get the timing right, you had the hosts there, um, but they couldn't use the real questions because they're supposed to be secret. And so they would say to one of our students, so Senator Warren, you've come out very strongly against tattoos. And Senator Sanders thinks tattoos are wonderful. Justify your positions. And then our theater students would have to, had, have to riff about tattoos for 90 seconds or whatever. And they were told to interrupt each other and whatever, all about these sort of funny
2: topics. It was a hilarious to watch. That's great. God, I almost want to watch that. Movie I know. Honest, that it was really crazy. great.
0: <laughs> well, and this is why we do improv, right? You never know when you're going to be. Right.
2: <laughs>
0: I saw a couple pictures from some of our alumni and TJ and posting about putting the lights up and you know, I mean, again, we're still this strong family, weird family community, but I I did see pictures of the students up there, and they just look so proud. They're just (laughs) standing so tall.
1: (laughs) That's cool. Even wearing a senator's name around your neck makes you feel good, and and I gotta say, it's, it's very cool, the staging that they do, and the lighting, whatever, so to stand up, I got to stand up on stage for a little while, too, and whatever, and just being a part of it is just, it's, it is the kind of thing that doesn't normally come to the Midwest, right? Yeah. It, and this yeah. was the first ever presidential debate in central Ohio, and it was at Otterbein. And, yeah. And how cool is that? Yeah.
0: Did you get nervous? At any point? Like...
1: I, I, there were many points that I was nervous, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, because, uh, there were lots of, just like anything else, unexpected sort of twists, right, um, where hey, we thought the candidates would enter through this door, but now they need to enter through this door. Or there was a thing about um, they, the, the candidates needed their own bathroom and oh. it needed to be very close to the stage so that at, in the commercial break, they could use the bathroom and get back to the podium really yeah. quickly. And so was the bathroom going to fit through the door to get into the building? Um, <laughs> because they needed to bring in a temporary restroom and these sorts of every little thing that had to yeah. get go right for oh. this thing to be pulled off. But again, CNN was totally cool and calm. And yeah. then I got three minutes to welcome the crowd. And uh, you didn't, they didn't broadcast my speech on CNN, but you saw me behind <laughs> the did. commentator. yeah. Uh, you know, with, with the Towers Hall backdrop and they did a nice job and- That's cool. You know, I'm backstage and I'm talking to the chair of the Democratic party, and I'm, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, so this is happening right now. Oh. And I, there were a few butterflies, but we made it through. Uh, <laughs> did you get to meet any of the candidates? So we let the students meet the candidates. I met uh, some of the CNN personalities, uh, the DNC folks, um, and, you know, got to see them all up close. But I, I didn't, I, I, you know, they, at one point they said, well, do you want to deliver their stuff to their trailers? And I said, no, let students do that. And so I was close enough. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Do,
0: you, do you ever get nervous about the speakings or, I mean, because you have to do a lot of public speaking. And does it make you nervous at all?
1: Uh, not usually I, I get most nervous it's funny the, the bigger the crowd the more comfortable I am I, yeah. I would rather talk to 300 people than mm-hmm. talk to 10 um, it's yeah. just a different sort of I don't know feeling Anony- anonymity is not the right word but it's, you're not as focused on individual faces and feedback and whatever right. and I am uh, l- I get uncomfortable when I'm scripted and so, for example, that introduction before the debate, CNN, it was three minutes. It had to be timed out. It was on a teleprompter. Mm. Like, it had to be very specific. And I'm much more comfortable. I sort of get up with an outline in mind, yeah. but yeah. then I just sort of go. And, and, and that's much more natural feeling, and I think I come off better yeah. um, than being scripted. And so that one being scripted was a little unnerving, and teleprompters, you'll, you'll be shocked. I don't usually get teleprompters. <laughs> uh, and so that was, that was, that was a different one. Um, but it all, it all worked.
0: Yeah. No, I totally get it. Cause we, you know, we scripted out all the questions that we were going to talk about with you today on my script here. No, but I'm, I, I mean, can see that this yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. We plan. I was going to say this <laughs> is very, very stiff as a result. of <laughs> yeah. the, yes. It is. I think there have maybe been one or two times that we've actually like written things out. I don't yeah know. maybe
2: once or twice but a lot of it's just kind of off the cuff and yeah. yeah i mean we just chat with people yeah so yeah
0: i can't i can't do the script well yes as an actor that's a lot yeah. i can't do the script thing yeah. i have to do the script thing sometimes but not i'm like you i feel more comfortable in a big group as opposed to looking at cert, or knowing certain people are out there and trying to be like okay am i delivering this to you or to you uh yeah I'd much rather it
2: be at hey. some point i think the group yeah. turns into just sort of like amorphous mass of just it's a yeah. thing out there yeah you know? and yeah so. yeah that's right well and i have learned here that i could never have
1: been an actor because like we we shot a video the other day for return to campus and they they, they know me at this point and say just john you get the gist of what we're trying to do just go go talk mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i had my 30 second introduction but they wanted me to say this one line And I could not remember it. It was like one (laughs) sentence. And it was something like, um, I see, I still don't know it. It's something like, you know, safer (laughs) together, staying together, finish strong. It was something like that, this phrase they wanted me to use. (laughs) And I just could not remember it. And so they finally gave up and had someone else do that part of the video.
0: (laughs) Okay, you're cut from the scene. Thank
2: you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thanks for coming.
0: Thanks for coming. We'll let
1: you know. Gracious.
0: Did you, what did you initially major in? I mean, there's not a course on how to be the president of the college. Like, what did you initially study?
1: So my undergraduate major was political science, and I thought I was headed to law school. And I still like politics. Part of the reason the debate was fun is it's just, uh, it's just sort of fun to watch. It's my favorite sport. Um, And I may occasionally have a team that I'm rooting for, but I still want to watch a good game and I'm interested Mm -hmm. in strategy and I like, I'm like one of those weirdos that likes watching the commercials and (laughs) what are they, you know, what's, what's the angle here and and the debates are fun. And, Mm -hmm. and so I'm actually thrilled to be in a state where my vote actually matters in, in Illinois. No, no one's competing for Illinois and the presidential. And so I voted, but I knew it didn't have any impact in Ohio, especially in suburban Ohio. Mm -hmm. This is sort of what people are fighting for. And that's, that's, I think, one of the reasons we got the debate was they wanted a suburban Ohio location Mm -hmm. and a community like Westerville has traditionally been pretty conservative and Republican, but maybe shifting and it's much more a swing area now. And so the Democrats wanted to put a stake in around here. And that was one of the goals. Wow.
0: Hmm. That's crazy. So you like political science. And then how did you become a president of a university? Is there, did, were you a VP of a university first mm-hmm. or secretary or treasurer for like house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know what, how your job works, John. <laughs> the, the, the,
1: the club gets together and there's a, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I I became a university president because I'm too dumb to say no. Mostly <laughs> I, I, I for whatever reason, like um, Whenever I was offered a promotion or a chance to try something new, I, I was always dumb enough to think, yeah, I, I can do that. Sure, yeah. I mean, it's just sort of some hubris yeah. or whatever in there. Uh, so I started in student affairs. Um, I was, as an undergrad, I was Captain Involvement. I was an RA. I was in student government. I sort of, I was the student rep to the board. I did all this stuff. Yeah. And, and that's where someone said, hey, you're, you're kind of good at this. You could do this for a living. And I was like, mm. that's awesome. So I went student affairs and I ran residence halls. Okay. Um, so I was a hall director and a director of housing and assistant dean of students. Um, and then I went and got my doctorate at Kansas. Mm-hmm. And I had never been at a liberal arts college. I'd always been at sort of public larger institutions. Yeah. And Westminster came up and I got to be, I got, I got my dream job. I was Dean of Students at a small liberal arts college. I was Dean Wormer from Animal House. That was all nice. I ever wanted to and I put everyone on double secret probation and it was fantastic. That's awesome. How was the um,
0: horse? Did the horse come out okay?
1: <laughs> well, actually, there there's a strong fraternity system there, and sneaking horses into things w- was not unheard of. And there, we, we, we had we had some shenanigans. Um, <laughs> And I did that for a while and then the president there said, you know, you'd be, a, you'd be a pretty good president someday, so you need to learn fundraising. So he just made me the VP for Advancement, which is oh, wow. no one ever wants to be the VP of fundraising because people would run away from you in conversations. Yeah. So they call it advancement, so that it's, it's more approachable, right? Uh, and so I did that and then uh, that led me to a presidency because if you know something about raising money and something about the educational yeah. part of the institution and I had taught courses and whatever, yeah. then you've got the right ingredients and so, here we are. Hmm.
0: What is a, what is a normal? There's no normal. What's a day look like for you?
1: Yeah, there's no normal day. (laughs) It it is, um, I get paid mostly to go to meetings. Um, It it, it is, it is not a lot of time sitting at your desk, uh, getting stuff done. Unfortunately, you have to have some evenings and weekends or whatever to do some of that stuff and keep, keep up with your email and whatever else. So it tends to be pretty highly scheduled. um, And what i like about it is it is so very different so uh today i have i had a return to campus task force meeting at 8:30 uh, which was we we're talking about how to bring students back. And now we're talking about whether we do this in phases and we're sort of run again, plan 18.7 now yeah. or whatever. And so that we did that for a little while. Then I ran over and we started training all of our new dining hall staff today. So we had 50 or 60 dining hall staff to go welcome. Wow. Most of them new to the campus community. So I want to tell them about how important their role is and how they're part yeah. of the community and whatever else. Uh, then I shot a little video. The students, the students love the Twitter. And so I I do these little videos on Twitter about uh, return to campus and what they can expect. And they all like that. And I ask questions on Twitter and whatever. So I did that. Now I'm with you. Um, You know, it's, and so it's just something different every five minutes. And I don't know if I have ADHD or what, but I like that there's something different every five minutes. If I did the same thing all day long, I think I'd get very, very bored.
0: Agreed. I also like that you call it the Twitter.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's my uh, yeah my, my old guy joke, right? You know. So.
0: <laughs> the Twitter.
1: I I I'm doing I'm doing the Twitter thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Do you like social media? Are you a fan?
1: Uh, so there are things I like and there are things I don't. I like the ability to communicate very directly with folks, especially our students. Yeah, Like, email is so, like, last century to them. Like, email, like, yeah. who does email? It's like right. snail mail. So they're like, <laughs> really? And, and so, they're, that's where they are. They're on social media. And so, you get to communicate. And I feel like I have more special, especially student contact. And yeah. they can ask questions. And I can answer them. What I don't like is, it's not many people. But there are just some trolls out there in social media. Mm-hmm. Who, because it's a little more anonymous... And because, I don't know, they would never, ever say these things to your face because um, no, human beings shouldn't treat each other that way sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it does come out in social media. And so I don't, I'm lucky enough, I'm not a big enough, you know, I don't have a big enough following, whatever, to have many trolls, but occasionally you do get one of these really like, and it's just not necessary. And, and you wish you could see a little more kindness from people.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, No, I agree. Well, after this podcast, I mean, your following is just going to be
1: <laughs> crazy.
0: So be ready for that.
1: Well, I got on the Twitter and <laughs> before I did this, and i and, I've, and I found you on the Twitter Am and I, on- I found that you haven't posted Jack for like I two years, John. I don't what like. What is that? It was the worst Twitter account I've ever seen.
0: I don't like the Twitter. I don't like the Twitter. Nobody needs to know what is happening up here constantly. It's bad enough that I'm doing so what- Facebook and I'm eating a mask. Sorry, this one's a little big.
1: <laughs> so you do you do the Facebook or I mean like I can I, I can only keep up with so much. There's yeah. a, I can't Snapchat and do That's Instagram. I can, can only do one thing. Yeah, she's
0: I, got a good Facebook. I play man. the Facebook. Um, I. I sometimes do Instagram, mm. just on occasion.
2: Hey, I mean, when, when I go, oh, I should do some Instagram. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll do an Instagram post. Yeah, then that's when I Instagram. But yeah, Twitter yeah. Twitter just never, I never connected 100% with it. And it's so my Twitter strange. account is equally as unimpressive. So. I'll have to find you next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you can
0: knock him, like you knocked my, yeah. the Twitter. Seriously. Kid. Yeah, yeah. I, no, The thing,
2: okay, so I've never gotten, I'm, I've
1: never understood selfies. I, I know this is a big driver of social media. Yeah. The idea, like, if I'm somewhere interesting, that people want to see me in front of wherever I, like, why do people, that seems dumb to me. I've never yeah. understood yeah. selfies. The and yeah. so that it, I'm, I, I'm probably not totally adapted to the social media environment, because it's all about selfies. It's,
0: yeah. I think that they're really true. I wouldn't even say generational. It's almost like decade by decade seems to veer toward different yeah. social media aspects. Yeah. I tried Snapchat because I teach high school students that worked for about two weeks before yeah. it drove me insane. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah,
0: It's not my thing. I'm
2: starting to feel that, that, that thing where it's like you start losing touch with like the new yeah. things that are coming out and it's like, I, I don't know. i am be like, Oh God, I can't be that old yet. Right. I mean, but yeah, here well, we are. And we
0: had Kenny yeah. who went to Otterbein. Kenny yeah. played football at Otterbein. He was around the same year as me. He said, well, we're doing TikTok now. He's a professional comedian. He said, the way to go is TikTok. I said, I can't. My 12 year old does TikTok. I can't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, no one wants to see me dance, which is all I understand. So TikTok is. I think I also I was encouraged once to do Snapchat because no. apparently that's much more. At least a year or so ago, it was a lot more hip and cool, or whatever. And I thought this is this is the thing where it deletes the messages after so many seconds. Like uh-huh. that can't be used for anything good. Like I don't no. want to be the, the dirty old man on Snapchat. You know, that's, that's, I, I, Twitter's at least public and safe. I think. Yeah.
0: Okay, so is this a challenge then? So like if I start the Twitter, will you start the TikTok?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> Challenge rejected. There, there's, there's dancing and singing. There are limits to what I'm yeah. able to do here. And and maybe I, I have n- honestly never even gone on TikTok. I, I'm told it's all Chinese spies anyway. Yeah. And, and so I, I I don't know what I don't know what that's about. But I, all I know it's, it's you're supposed to dance or something. So all right. Yeah. I
0: think so. I, I don't know I don't really want to spend time editing a video, quite frankly. So I
2: think that's part of it, though. Is I think, and this is this, we all sound so so old right I now. I think yeah. that's what this is, but <laughs> no, it's it's like vine, when the kids these days! Vine?
0: vine. Yeah,
2: whereas like there were short no. form videos, like you had to keep it like less than seven seconds, and like people would make these really amazing seven second like little like f- joke films and stuff like that. That's I think it's sort of like that. Where it's no like there's a time constraint. And it's supposed to be. Should short. I know this? It came out, it was a few years ago. It was... uh, He's not making it up. This
1: is real. Yeah, yeah, I remember something. I didn't do it,
2: but there was something about that. There are some people that... So
0: he could say anything. No, there are
2: some people that that got some some serious, like, I don't know, notoriety from doing Vines. There are some really funny comedians out there that got a good start doing Vines. Huh. So, yeah, look at my compilations on YouTube. It's good stuff. Thank l-
1: you. Let's yeah. come up with the idea of what it should be like. And in five years, we could all be billionaires. Because, I mean, I, like I, I just look I like at these it. people that do this. And, and nothing but respect, good for you. You had a good idea. Yeah. You got it done. I don't, yeah. I don't have anything against you. But, like, yeah. it is amazing to me how these people go from nothing to – uber rich like that and that yeah. way i could make all sorts of gifts to Otterbine. it would be great
0: well there you go yeah that wasn't my first thought with the money but i i mean some <laughs> of it yes we
1: need to talk we need to talk this is the goal we want every grad to go become a millionaire and then give yeah. it back to us then that way we can fund the next generation that's how the whole thing works
0: you do know what i do for a living though right, right? <laughs>
1: I assume that your advertisers for this must be huge. I mean, this level of repartee has to bring bring in the people, I would think.
0: Huge, huge! (laughs) No, no, it's not, actually. No, no. So what I have to ask, just because your career is so specific and interesting, what did you want to do when you were growing up?
1: I was going to be an astronaut. Uh, my, 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 My... my 12-year-old self would be very disappointed in this.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I, I, not to brag, but I am a two-time space camp graduate. Um, I was so, a one time, so yeah. Oh, were you? Fantastic. Yeah, it was. Yes, yes. And, and, and I went right when, do you remember the campy 80s space camp movie? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I went right when that happened, and not to brag. but I was a mission commander in the same simulator they used in the movie. So I got pretty close is what I'm saying. Then I figured out you needed perfect vision to be able to be a pilot or anything back in the day. And I I have LASIK now, but I have never had perfect vision. And so back in the day wasn't going to happen. And also uh, turns out, I'm much more of a social science than a natural science person, and so the yeah. amount of science required was probably not going to match up with how I was wired. Right. Yeah. But it was it was the goal back then. Yeah.
0: That was that was one of my first career choices as well, because we, you know, the Challenger was huge, and my name is Krista, and Krista McAuliffe.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Not the ending we wanted for that, but then you know, all of the projects that I did were on Sally Ride and you know different space ventures and. Of course, I'm scared of heights, so it wouldn't have gone well. But yeah.
1: Yeah. That was, yeah. there's got to be a limit though. Once you're in orbit, I mean, is that really even a height? I think, it's think it's
2: like the, I think it's like talking in front of a crowd at some point. It just becomes, you're so high up that it's like, it's almost irrelevant anymore. That it's yeah. like, yeah you, you can't go down it's not high up anymore you're far out you know so well, and you're
1: floating you're not going to fall i mean yeah. what's the risk at that point i mean yeah. you know, there's well, tons of risks but falling is probably not one of them
2: <laughs> endless terrifying risks Yeah, yeah. One or two. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. you could die in a fireball but yeah. that's not falling
0: and i think that space camp might have deterred a lot of kids from wanting to be astronauts because that movie was scary it
2: was a good movie it was a good movie when so yeah. I, I
1: have taken it on myself as a father
0: yeah. to
1: introduce my children to great 80s cinema. Yes, we have to. This too. is an important part of my role. Yep. And so we rewatched Space Camp recently because I've got a 14-year-old who yeah. has actually gone to Space Camp himself. Does and he's up? going to be an astronaut. It, it's like I've made my, my mini-me over here. Yeah. And, uh, and so he, he's going to be the first person on Mars. And his timing is about right. If you do yeah. the math, he'll be in his sort yeah. of mid-30s or so. It, right. he, he could yeah. pull it off. So he's done Space Camp, we watched the movie and it was actually held up all right. Good. The only funny thing I found about it and no one, re- I just know this cause I just rewatched it, is it just suddenly ends. <laughs> I actually had to Google it because I was like, was, did we miss the end of the movie? <laughs> like there was a yay, and then they show the shot of land and that was boom, the end, yeah. there was no like wrap up or what happened next, it was yeah. just over. <laughs> and so they just must have ran out of money, I guess, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Did they? Somebody had said because we we're doing the same thing with our kids and we're finding the movies that. Oh, I forgot about that scene.
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Um, somebody said something about Space Camp, but it's been so long I don't remember. Is there? Is it like? language-filled or something about it.
2: It's got some language in it, I think, if I remember correctly. There might be an S-word. I don't remember. I
1: mean, I, this was six months or so we watched this. I don't remember yeah. that being a problem. I, I, I have many times gotten into the 80s movie and, and forgotten Steven Spielberg liked to to put in a few swear words into all of his movies it's for some whatever dark reasons. stuff in the 80s, yeah. man. There was, uh, I thought, we're all going to watch Ghostbusters. This is going to be yeah. great. I forgot about the ghost that molests Dan Aykroyd in the middle of the night. Like, yeah. Totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Like I suddenly I'm like, oh my God, what is happening?
0: <laughs> hey guys, look out the window.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh uh, no, no, no. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get I get surprised by those. That's all yeah. right.
0: What other ones have you shown to them?
1: Well, I, I mean they're all when they turn eight, they're allowed to watch Star Wars. And and Star okay. Wars was very formative. And so we watched them in the proper order, you know, right? And and then we all when there's a new one out we all go and we get the 3D and we do the IMAX and we do the Star Wars upright. Okay. Uh We've done Indiana Jones. Yes. Nice. We've done The Goonies. Yes. Uh, we've done uh, what's obscure. Oh, I showed them a few months ago. Clue. Do you remember Clue? Oh, one of my favorite. Yeah. Oh my God that Flames, movie did Flames. not. You're right. That that movie did not hold up as well as I thought it would. Not, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. that and there's a whole lot of murder. There's lots of murder yeah. in, in a so, way that I'm like, yeah, yeah I, more people are dead here than I expected. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, I, what's
0: that? How old are your kids?
1: 14, 11, and 8.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay. So we've got. I've got a, a almost 13 and 9. So we're kind okay, of. Okay. Yeah. 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 There. It. it it's an interesting age to introduce movies because they're either completely into it or like, I I don't care
1: mm. at all. Well, it's funny, I, they're differently interested in uh, wanting to watch what I watch. Like the eight-year-old, I'll be like, this is great. You're gonna love it. And five minutes in, he's like, can I go play Minecraft? Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, <and laughs> like, like this, this is dumb. Yeah. Uh, my 14-year-old will sit and watch anything with me. He's like, <laughs> if, if dad says it's good, I'm in. And, okay. and, and we sit and watch it together. Yeah. The 11-year-old in the middle is sort of hit or miss. Yeah. But it's funny, you know, that having kids in general, my experience has been there's a lot more nature than nurture. Like, they are who they are. Yeah. And I'm just convinced, like, the role of parents is important and all. But, like, it's sort of marginal. Like, they're into what they're into and they love what they love or they're scared of what they're scared of. And you can yeah. sort of nudge them, but they're, they're just going to be who they're going to be. And uh, I just, I I sort of thought they came as little blank slates and you could form them and and, uh, they're largely are who they are.
0: Yeah, especially the teenage years as we're discovering, like, (laughs) oh yeah, you are your own person.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I keep reminding my wife, one, that I was a terrible teenager, so this is revenge. Not not that my 14-year-old is terrible, but occasionally he does some, you know, wants to do his own thing sort of stuff. Yeah. And two you sort of want, this is a healthy thing, right? They, they are supposed to assert some independence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, you, they end up living in your basement and no one yeah. wants that. Yeah. Um, and so this independence thing is actually good, even if it's a pain in the butt sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I totally agree. Yeah. It's weird the things, like you said, where they're, they're going independently and they're, you know, I like this artist and I like this show and I like this actor and that sort of thing. The one exception to that in our house was the BBC Sherlock. Did mm. you watch that?
1: Oh, no, we haven't watched that. Uh,
0: Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, what is this? name? Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman yeah. And Andrew Scott. Mm. And my daughter, well, I mean, we're a couple episodes in. It's just so well done because the acting is so well done. And we're a couple episodes in and she goes, Benedict Cumberbatch has really nice cheekbones.
2: <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> what?
0: How do you know what cheekbones look, hey. look
1: like? We we are all into our own things, and maybe she's yeah. just going to be a cheekbone person. That's yeah. all right.
0: You know, I guess of all the body parts, I'll take her being into that one. In That's fairness, nice. he does.
2: Have he nice does cheekbones. have nice cheekbones. He does have nice cheekbones. You know, it just yeah, it's cheek- a, it's a weird poll, but cheekbones. You know. Yeah, cheap Cheap Yeah.
1: So this reminds me of a funny story when my my oldest was like seven or so. Yeah. um, He loved fried chicken and and still does, right? Who doesn't love fried chicken? And I remember we're walking through Walmart one day in this small town, and he is talking really loud about fried chicken. (laughs) And he says, Daddy... You know, I really like breasts, but those the uh, legs are good, too. I like uh, legs and breasts. I, it's hard to pick what your legs or breasts are better. And oh he's really God. loud talking about this. No. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're, you're just walking going, fried chicken, fried chicken. Fried chicken, fried
1: chicken everybody.
2: <laughs>
0: you should put that on the Twitter. Yeah. Bring that up on the Twitter.
1: I'd <laughs> <laughs> like that. Oh <laughs> well, well, your podcast. This 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 well you got to make it to a minute, whatever we're at to get the good story about the legs yeah. and the breasts. The yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. I'll put in the description. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Wait for the legs and the breasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stick
0: around for the good
2: stuff.
0: Yeah. Isn't it funny how kids choose the worst possible times to, to say things like Oh that.
2: yeah, you. Yeah. It's like they've got some sort of ability that they know that it's the worst mm-hmm. possible time to do it, and that's yeah. when they go boom, and you're like. Yeah. Oh, boy, buddy. Thank you.
0: <laughs> mine, mine was throwing a fit. Of course, it was a Saturday midday at Costco. And my son might have been three, yeah. four. I don't, he was just throwing a fit. He was tired or hungry or whatever. And we're getting up to the line where, of course, 80,000 people are on a Saturday. He goes, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thanks.
1: My mom still tells a story about when I was three or four years old and we were in line, some long line, and I'm bored to tears, and I said really loud, Mommy, all these people are so old. Look at that guy. He's about to die. (laughs) So this is family lore ever since. Yeah. Yeah. There there is something, though, um, kids, especially young kids, are just unedited, right? Whatever comes through their mind just comes out their mouth, And, and Frankly, as adults, we all learn to self-censor, right? And, yeah. and and that's probably healthy and good. I'm not saying we shouldn't self-censor, but oh, there's something pure about just putting it out there in the world. It's sort yeah. of uh, it's 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 sort of a, a there's the purity of small ki- kids is is good. Yeah. I think it is so, to be yeah. around. A
0: little scary, uh, yeah. But you know, good.
2: Yeah.
0: Ben's had some fun experiences with his children.
2: My kid is uh, uh, a. <laughs> A propensity for swear words. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh, yeah. We have to kind of. And, and he probably gets that from his father Yeah, where does that know? come? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh My wife is terrible. She yeah. swears like a sailor. She doesn't
0: so. at all. Mm-mm.
2: How how old Ben? Uh, he's six. So yeah. okay,
1: yeah, that you're yeah. right in the middle of that. Yeah. I, I saw I saw a meme recently, verbally describing a meme. A meme is always a bad idea, but I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> um, uh, about uh, you know, remember the what's the movie with the the different emotions, the Disney movie? And oh yeah, different uh, characters. Yes, I yeah, out.
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, and so they have the memory balls, yeah. and it said a toddler when it he- when they hear a swear word, ooh, look, a new core memory. <laughs> so, you know, it's, that's what. That's the thing they retain is that yeah. swear word they heard. Oh, yeah.
0: absolutely. Yeah. It's, I mean, we all remember our first swear word
1: experience,
0: <laughs> or somebody else's, I guess. Yeah. Oh, no. okay. I'm still
1: lucky that the kids are still convinced that, Leon, you know, like, butt is, is a swear word. You oh, yeah, yeah. You know, oh, we're, we're, still, we're still pretty innocent here. It's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, yeah.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, mine learned them a little earlier than I would have liked. Mm. Um, we don't, we try not to use them around the house, but my husband has a tendency to name people Jack um, <sighs> without the last name. So, he'll be driving and be like, <laughs> Jack. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what's his last name, honey?
2: What's, what's Jack's last name?
0: Who do we call that man?
2: <laughs> Wagon.
0: Yeah, that's not it. That's right. That's, that's not it at all.
1: <laughs> uh, we, we were somewhere recently where someone said inappropriately, Jesus Christ. And I turned to the kids and I said, why is that guy asking about cheese and rice? <laughs> and now they all think that's the funniest thing they've ever heard in their lives. Like, and, and the thing I can't tell them is, is I didn't make it up, right? They yeah. all think it's that up. I'm brilliant are, and right? I made yeah. this up. But lying to your kids is one of the best part about being a parent. When Absolutely. we were in Missouri and they were little, we, we lived uh, near a nuclear power plant, far yeah. enough away that it was safe and all. But, you know, okay. you could see it on the horizon and the cooling tower with the steam coming out. Yeah. I, I told all the kids that was a cloud factory. That's where they made the clouds. <laughs> Which is sort of even true, right? I mean, and so, okay. like, yeah. they totally, like, for years yeah. until... Until I think one of them brought it up at school and then and then my wife said, Okay, you can't you can't do that anymore. Yeah. It's it's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah.
0: My stepmom used to tell her kids that when they heard the ice cream man playing music, it meant that the truck was out of ice cream. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which I think is pretty That's smart. Brilliant. Actually. That's
1: really All of oh, these are
2: out. Yeah.
0: I'm yeah.
1: no, sorry.
2: Yeah. We go
1: to we go to the Jersey shore every year and on on this where we go they have those little little planes that drag the banners behind them that okay. go down yeah. the beach kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And so when they were little and they couldn't read, they would they liked these planes a lot. And they would say, what does that one say? And I would say, that one says, brush your teeth. <laughs> well, what does that one say? That one says, listen to your mom and dad. And they would just, okay. You know, that's, that makes perfect sense. Oh. Yep, <laughs> Seems like the kind of
2: thing they'd put on signs. Yeah. yeah, yeah Absolutely. It sense. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you
0: so much. This, awesome. this was great. Yeah. <laughs> and, this was
2: fun. Thank yeah. you. Ben, Krista,
1: you, you guys have a great program here. And I'm just honored to be a part of it. I'm glad you called on me.
0: We have a lot yeah. of fun. Well, yeah. hopefully we'll get to see you in person sometime one of these days. So.
1: When, when we get back to normal life, I would look forward to that. Excellent. Awesome.
0: Thank you. Have a great rest of your day.
1: All right. Thank you both. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Foxland Media, think big.